guys. Welcome back to So Far So Fucked. We are your hosts. I'm Charlotte. My name is Alina. And we're here with a guest today. Thanks for letting me in the living room. I'm Dustin. <laughs> the roommate, usually they lock me in the bedroom, but here we go. <laughs> yeah, and so today's topic is uh, about the not all men um, that's been kind of going around social media recently. I mean, it's been in social media quite a lot in just the past coming years. Um, but I feel like right now, maybe just from like uh, National Women's Day or International Women's Day, uh, it's kind of brought up the topic a lot. And um, I also had a conversation with my coworker recently um, where he said something that kind of irked me, not gonna lie, uh, where he mentioned that some guys are afraid to date uh, in this climate because so many rules and stuff. And I feel like that is also a part of the not all men. Um, cause I just, I feel like that's just a bad, bad point of view in my opinion. Yeah. What does that even mean? Like that just sounds rapey. Like that, <laughs> that right there. I feel like just so many rapey. rules equals a rule. Like in the mind of someone like that, it's like, oh, there is some rules now. Like, yeah, and that's enough to that be like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, like, shocking. There's rules to dating. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man. And even like last night or was it the night before that we watched a movie where uh, they had a discussion of that song. Um, like, honey, it's cold outside. Like whatever that song is, it's mm. a Christmas song. Um, and how rapey it is. Yeah. You know, she's like, what did you put in my drink? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. We actually did this podcast like just, just now. now. <laughs> And we <laughs> lost it. It was the microphone was muted the whole fucking 30 minutes of oh, recording. So frustrating. It's so tragic. So, we're just like, I think we're all still reeling because we were like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I blame it on the men's right. They probably muted it. Um, but yeah, like, I think uh, there has been a lot of discussions that we've had at this house about not all men and um i think a few months ago alina said something that uh kind of instigated a huge topic that kind of we've been trickling through and had conversations since then yeah i had like a um <clears throat> i it, it came when i was upset because i had a bad experience at an oil change place <laughs> and i knew i was going to like going into it because um, it was like the first time I was getting an oil change by myself <laughs> and, and I, and I didn't know, I don't know shit about shit. I don't know about cars and I accidentally bought the most expensive oil and my car doesn't need the most expensive oil. And this man didn't tell me that he was just trying to upsell me. And I was like upset about it. And then I tried to talk to my therapist about it at the time. And she got like, I said, I was like, I, I hate men. Like, I'm scared of men. Men, like, make me upset. And she was, like, and she made me even more upset because she was, like, that's a very, that's a very strong statement. Like, that's a very strong stance to have. And I was, like, I know, but I feel like I have to have that stance. I feel like it's protecting me if I say that I hate men. It's, like, protecting me if I'm afraid of all of them. And it like brought up a, a story for me specifically um, when I was in Bali with my sister 
um, a little over a year ago and we were walking on the beach there and it was like 10 p.m. and there was a group of guys that started following us and I think maybe there were like three maybe four of them and we had Dana's dog with us luckily Luna is so feisty she was like growling at them and like barking and like trying to get them to go away but they followed us for like a good stretch down the beach and it was dark but finally we got to like a lit up place of on the beach and I was just like so upset by the time they left us alone and my sister was like are you okay like what's going on like let's talk about this and I, and then I just like broke down crying and I was like I hate men and I was like and she was like okay let's work through this she started doing this like um it's called like NLP tapping or something and to like let the emotions out and uh yeah dude I just started like crying and I was like I hate men like I'm scared of them and it was just like a really triggering like emotional experience for me so, yeah. yeah, and then I brought that up to you guys, and yeah, the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, I hate men! <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then that kind of triggered a thought with Dustin um, that instigated kind of a conversation between us um, that you eventually got, in, like, we it, we had, like, a huge roommate discussion about it, because um, uh, the way that, like, Dustin, I think, interpreted it was that all men were evil, um, or inherently evil. Mm-hmm which, or is that that's like the view that uh, us women have of them is that all men are inherently evil, but that's like not the case. It's more of like, we have to assume you all are, or there's that saying like guilty until proven or innocent until proven guilty. But it's actually for us, it's like you have, you're guilty until proven innocent. Mm -hmm. Um, Because because of all of the statistics that are stacked up against you. Like I liked your Explain your, like, scale. Yeah, so what we kind of talked about that day is, like, yeah, say we have a complete level playing field. We'll call it a scale. And then if we were to say, like, okay, humans are essentially... Like, neutral? Neutral. And then as soon as we, you know, throw in some stats, some experiences, like Alina had, the, the scale starts to tip. So, of course, like, when females go into these scenarios all these stats are running in their mind and the scale has started to lean towards, okay, that maybe this is time to be cautionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, um, I also like another analogy where um, it's like not all ticks carry Lyme disease, but enough do that everyone like protects themselves when they go into the forest, you know what I mean? Like you put your hair up, you check your head after you get home, like 24 hours, you have that shower, right? Like, um, it's kind of like the similar situation with men. Like, you know, not all of them are evil, but it doesn't take, you know, a village to rape you. It takes just that one guy. Um, but honestly, at the same time, that village did not do anything to prevent that one guy from raping that girl. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel as though that's another, um, area of this whole uh conversation this whole uh, social issue that's been going on that um a lot of it has been put on like the women to protect ourselves to hold the keys to bring the bear spray to wear but clothes that cover up to like you know do all these like precautionary things where there hasn't been a lot on the guy side regardless of how many times the women are just like why is it us that have to do these things why are like it's not the skirt it's not the 
the makeup. It's not the way we act. You know, when is it going to start being like the guy's responsibility? Yeah. To educate themselves and to, yeah, because it should be like personal responsibility. Like it, it sucks. Like I hate being like saying, oh, like dudes need to call out their friends. Like that's shitty. Of course, you don't want to be like the squeaky wheel. You don't want to be the one to have to like put yourself out there and um, say something when people are being assholes. But it's like, what else can we do? Like, if, especially when those are not the type of people to look at themselves. Like we're all like naturally personally reflective i feel like we we're always like trying to bet um better ourselves and kind of reflecting on who we are and like what our beliefs are and stuff like that but not everybody's like that not everybody like looks at themselves in the mirror so harshly like that and um it takes them getting like triggered or something worse for them to actually um make any sort of change to their personal belief system because they just don't think that they're doing anything wrong yeah and um one of the things that like we talked about in the podcast that we didn't get to record um (laughs) was this whole uh like i want to say like toxic alpha male um situation that and like personality or characteristics that we've kind of like wrongly um organized in our minds uh like i'm making any sense yeah there's like because like dustin <laughs> kind of joked about how he's more of like a soft boy i'm gonna categorize you <laughs> over there <laughs> and then um and then there's like the alpha male and charlotte and i were both like ooh, never been attracted to like a quote-unquote like alpha male for like this reason of like x y and z but there are women that are attracted to that type of man for whatever reason. <laughs> but I feel like it's because in media and in our society, like the idea, like for an alpha, like what are the characteristics of an alpha male, right? They're strong, they're confident, they're protective. They, um, they're all these other Assertive things. They're, they're and successful and wealthy yeah, and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever they, they fucking are. And, you know, um, and in maybe their friend group, maybe they are the loudest. Maybe they're the one that looks like they can get the most women. Maybe they're the fuck boy. You know what I mean? Um, but I find that a lot of that stuff is shallow and it's not a true alpha, you know, it's more of just, it's almost like an imposter to the alpha and, all the other guys, like they agree, like they'll, they'll, you know, worship that person or admire him and his like, that's what they behavior. Yeah. And there isn't, even though when that alpha, like I'm putting, I'm doing the whole finger quotations. Um, when he goes out and he gets these women, right. How does he get these women? You know, is, is he like, he's reading them? his pickup artist book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, we're like, you know, there's just like certain things in your friend group that guys can see. Like, I don't, I truly don't believe all guys are bad. And I feel as though, but I feel like they have been complacent in their own, um, in their own environment or in their own Men are set up to become assholes. Like basically is like the way I look at it in like our society. Like unless you have your privilege checked at like every step of the way and you are like forced to kind of um see this like shittiness then they're just kind of 
going along with yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> they, they don't recognize when somebody in the a guy in their friend group kind of turns around and is being like aggressive or sexually assaulting this girl. They see that, but they don't they don't say anything. Like it's rare that I ever see a scenario where one of the guy mates will turn around and be like, Hey dude, like that wasn't cool. You need mm-hmm. to you you need to figure your shit out. Like, that was wrong. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the times if you find um, if, if you're that guy, then like, you can really, like, you're not just, well, he, like, that guy that calls the shitty guy out, if there's more like friends in that situation, they might all turn around and be like, Oh dude, like, why are you being such a pussy? Like he didn't do anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. Then they turn around and gang up on him for calling the guy out in the first place. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, look at it bad environment bad community and if that's like the case right because they're putting their their like i want to say like the male needs their penis needs above <laughs> like the greater good for everybody i don't know dustin do you want to say how like you became would you consider yourself a feminist um i think so definitely i mean i have a bit of formal education when it comes to feminism i t- took two classes in college ecofeminism and feminism 101 but uh, for me, it's uh, the acknowledgement and awareness of privilege is what continues along in my mind a lot, especially when these topics get brought up, is like being aware of that privilege. What does that privilege mean for me? And like, what can I do about it? And like, how can I use this privilege? And like, understanding what do I actually know of my privilege? Like, am I? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like what would you say is like a scenario in which you like truly recognize your privilege that you had like your privilege checked? Um, I think that when we were talking about of the, say there was a dark parkway or something and just the acknowledgement of, yeah, like, you know, in the back of my mind, my mom or dad's like, Oh, be careful walking in the dark or something. But it never really bothered me to walk home alone in the dark, but then hearing, Charlotte's or Alina's experience of being in a situation of even lesser scareness level or whatever you want to call it. Risk. Risk, risk level. Scareness <laughs> yeah. level. That's like, odd terminology. Yeah, yeah. In like situations where there's not as many shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that we kind of brought up uh, in the previous uh, podcast was um, like ha- taking rejection is mm. that um, – guys don't really really understand that like when you come up to them like like your presence purely your presence could be making that woman uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and like maybe it's not but kind of maybe go forward thinking that it does because you also don't know her background and you don't know her experiences and um yeah so like even like in the same way that we have to assume that like a guy has the worst intentions I think a guy approaching a woman should assume that she thinks that he has the worst intentions. Do you know what I mean? He should come across like, I don't know, as like, as cautionary as possible, willing to pick up on those like nonverbal cues because it's scary to be in that situation, even where like you're being flirted with unwantedly in public or something, because as soon you want to be nice. Like as the woman, you want to be nice and you don't want to um, embarrass him. God forbid you embarrass him because that's when he gets like angry and emotional. And then um, you don't know what's going to happen. So you just try to be nice and you try to keep the situation calm. 
even though you don't want to entertain this interaction at all. Yeah, I feel like I've had like so much experience with that. Um, just having gone to university uh, in physics, uh, there was like, it was really like nine to one, like males to females. Um, and there were there were classes where I was the only female. And um, having Dustin going to the college and I went to the university, um, we had we didn't like share um, a vehicle. We lived in two separate spaces. So um, like obviously, like I never was around Dustin in public, you know, for like in, in university or maybe I would go downtown. Like I was very like, I don't know, we I would consider our relationship very healthy in that like I had a life separate from being with Dustin all the time. Oh, yeah. Time. I don't think you mentioned it in the beginning of this one. Dustin and Charlotte are a couple. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, like yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's my significant other, by the way. The yeah. other person who's talking, yeah, we are dating. Um, and we've been dating for a long-ass time. Almost seven years. <laughs> Sorry. Just every time. It's just, it just baffles me. Like, it doesn't baffle me that we've actually made it. Because you guys are so years. old. Yeah, just, yeah, maybe it's more of an age factor. Yeah, so. or no, it's just that like it doesn't even feel like it's been that long. You know that's what I mean? Good. But yeah, that's a different that's a different story. I I love stories a different time. But uh, basically, like I was alone a lot of the time. So for all of like my male, um, like I don't want to say coworkers, but acquaintances. like co- acquaintances, yeah, uh, fellow students, like I appeared to be single because I didn't have like I wasn't around one per one guy all the time. And so I did have quite a few like advances and then I had like them asking me out. Um, But strangely, like a lot of the time, the guys didn't even ask me out directly because they found me intimidating, which, or at least that's the comments that I got. So, I mean, that works out in my favor. physics too. Yeah. (laughs) The STEM boys. Yeah, the STEM boys are just like, (gasps) they're scared of A woman, a woman is in here. What is she doing here? (laughs) Yeah, but that's another thing. Like, I remember one of the first classes that I walked into, like literally maybe there was two other women in there. um, And kind of like I walked in and I was like dressed quite well because I had to work afterwards and my work was, you had to look nice. It was just a part of the job. Um, and so I was dressed, I wouldn't say to the nines, but like more like to the nines and then I put a jean jacket over top. Um, <laughs> and I remember a bunch of them looking at me being like, I think she got the wrong room. Um, and then just seeing like, I was just like, Oh, is this not like, Physics 301? No? Oh, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, uh, sit down. Um, and, yeah, just having, like, that wow. kind of experience. And then just, yeah, it was just, like, awkward. Um, and I remember this other time where I was in a class and I had a female uh, professor and I was the only woman in the class. And I remember not doing so well on a midterm. And she kind of, when she put down my test on my table and she kind of looked at me, she was just like, Charlotte, I know you can do better. Um, like I, this doesn't really reflect what I see, what potential I see in you. And I honestly felt like I just wanted to like shrivel into a prune and be thrown into the garbage. Cause it was just like, it, that's I, so shitty. Yeah. Cause I had this feeling of like, it was kind of something that hit me that was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm not just here as another student. I'm here as a fucking female student. I'm yeah. Here you were representing all the women in STEM. Yeah. In her like, mind in a way, right? Yeah. I didn't have to just be in that class. I had to be in that pl- class and compare and be good. And be the best. Yeah. Like if I could be the best, like yeah. it was just like, yes, she wanted that, please. 
Um, but obviously like I wasn't like there, unfortunately, like there were guys who were smarter than me and like, that's fine. Like I don't have any resentment to them, but it was like definitely, um, you know, difficult for me. Cause I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm putting myself against all these obstacles and I'm still having all this prejudice against me and um and even more pressure yeah and then on top of that having guys ask me out (laughs) um that and like you know I I was I needed to be nice to these guys because I'm like I'm gonna have to deal with these people for four fucking years Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't piss them off now um and that that was difficult and I I definitely got some negative um repercussions because I was that girl you know I was the one who was just really I just wanted people to like me um but I was also just like I don't know uh, what's the word? Ex- extrovert? Extroverted? Thank you. <laughs> Extroverted. Yeah. That. Um, and, but I was that girl who had to say like, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. And I did get that classic, like, Oh, you tell us that now. And it's just like, oh, fuck. like, yes, I tell you that now when you goddamn ask, like, I'm sorry that up until this point, yeah, all we talked about was physics. Sorry. I don't walk into a room and announce that I am taken. Like, yeah, like, nobody look at me because I'm not available. <laughs> you just need a name tag. Like, hello, I am Dustin's girlfriend. <laughs> In their eyes. Oh, seriously. Right? And like these guys, like they didn't even have the fucking nerve to ask me in person. You know, like I got nine, eight, nine out of 10 times, I got it asked over Facebook. Or you know what, better yet, I maybe out of two out of 10 times, they actually asked me specifically. The other eight went through my friend. So <laughs> she was the gatekeeper. I think I have like a file, you know, nice little screenshots of all the guys who asked her whether I'm available or not. That's so sad and juvenile. Like I remember in high school, right after <laughs> I um, broke up with my first boyfriend, I guess like news broke around the school that I was single. And I literally got like four messages in one day from like <laughs> random guys. And I was like, are you serious? This is so ridiculous. And that happened to you in university. That's yeah. tra- tragic. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's just something that I, I think that there are like misogynistic t- undertones that kind of like overlay with not just um, our experiences or um, like just the interactions between men and women, but it's something that is like ingrained in how we just interact in general or in certain systems. Like, why is it that, you know, there have been famous physicists like Marie Curie all the way back in like the early 1900s, and yet I'm still one in fucking 20 in a classroom now? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I thought it would be even by now, but, and I still feel this pressure, like, I need to be better. Yeah. Um, and like, it's not like there are just less women interested in physics. Like, that's just not true. Yeah, no. It's just a system where, like, you're set up because, like, women have to be the caregivers. And, like, you're told that, like, you can't make it in that type of job and that type of competitive industry. They're going to pick a man. So, like, why even try? You know, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, and it's just, like, yeah, no, it's really discouraging. Um, but I did make, uh, for the few women who were in uh, physics, I made some pretty awesome friends. Mm-hmm. We're tight. 
um, because I feel like we bonded over the fact we were like through the trenches together. We were up in arms and we were like, all right, you're dying. I'm dying too. Let's die together and just bury these motherfucking men. But we didn't because they were really smart. But we became friends with them. We used them. <laughs> we found the smart ones. We, we became very good friends with them. Um, so you like, we, we were intelligent in different ways. We were strategists. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, um, it's very, it's very different kind of system that we have to deal with. And I find the ones that I'm really intrigued with are, um, the so-called gender traitors. You know what I mean? Like those women who are like, they fight so much, so much for like, Ooh, like we do belong in the kitchen. We, we should be the caregivers. We need to be home with our children. Um, and the fact that they consider themselves gender or that like people consider them gender traitors, I find like that situation kind of interesting. Um, and you mentioned something, Dustin, about them as well, like how they, you think it's just like easier for them. Yeah, it's possibly a defense kind of maybe mechanism too, to kind of just stay, like say there's a left, right, spectrum of ideas just being that centrist and having that opinion kind of makes you a centrist it doesn't actually really give you an idea of what you want to be but also like it's also okay if someone just wants to be that caregiver and stuff yeah like That's whether male or female you should just be able to choose like it's your choice exactly you want to become the next doctorate in physics or you want to be housewife like i think that should or be you want to be a stripper there's stripper. Yeah. <laughs> there exactly. Like penguins, like the dad stays with the egg for a good good portion, I yeah. believe. And it's the woman who goes out and uh, eats and gets the food. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, they take turns. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I find there's also uh, like weird undertones with um, those like compliments uh, for women that like guys give that aren't actually compliments. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you're not like other girls. Yeah. And And then you like cling on to that. And like, even as a teenager, I remember thinking like, you know, the media tells you that if a woman is super feminine and like the mean girls, like a Regina George, she's like super feminine, pink plastic, and she's stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. they tend to be unintelligent. If they're pretty, they can't be both. But um, it's always the main character. If we're going with the mean girls, it's Katie, the Lindsay Lohan character. She is beautiful and she's smart. And so she's not like other girls. And that's why she's the main character. And um, you like cling on to that stereotype, especially as like a young teenager that's trying to like get boys and like find themselves so you're like yeah I'm not like other girls and all of the girls that are super feminine and super like this they they're shitty and I'm the good one and you know I remember like genuinely believing that kind of stuff yeah when I was younger it's really difficult because like yeah you have those things of like I'm not like other girls or you have the girls who are like like I used to be one of the guys so then uh, whenever I saw like the guys going after like those feminine girls, I was just like, those girls are stupid. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm not like those girls, which I wasn't. Like, I don't wear makeup, so I'm better. Yeah. Me. And then just like putting a value over yourself of it within the female community. Yeah. Ranking you know I mean? your, yourselves yeah. against each other. Yeah. Being like, I'm better. Internalizing that misogyny. Yeah. And it's super unfortunate that like we do that and it's like, it's fed to us and it's encouraged in us that we need to like, 
fight each other. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, skinny bitches, fat bitches, like, you know what I mean? That we have to call like somebody a bitch. Like, I feel like, uh, I mean, within women, like we need to, we reclaim that word. Like you're my bitch. Mm -hmm. But like, if a guy calls me a bitch, mm, 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 no, (laughs) but it's really fun to call a guy a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's just like, it's really unfortunate that with, even within the female community and like the comp, the, and they're not compliments, but like these comments yeah. that are said to us that are supposed to be considered compliments, but they really fuck with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, you're really for, like, you're really this for a girl, mm-hmm. you know, insert like, I don't know, basic thing that's easy, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, you're really good at speaking in front of a crowd for a woman. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm supposed to take with that. You're really pretty um, when you smile more. Mm. But only. You have to smile more. Yeah. Or like, you like why do you wear so much makeup? You don't need makeup. Mm-mm. My favorite. Yeah. Especially for uh, Alina, who's a makeup artist and just likes to do makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I There was like a specific guy, like an old man that worked at the grocery store with me when um, I lived in Saskatchewan. And he made multiple he told me to smile more once and I and I was like fully aware even at the time I was like 16 and I knew that this guy was like being an asshole and then he also was like instead of saying anything to me about my makeup he told me about how his wife just doesn't wear makeup and that's why she's so beautiful and why her skin is so nice and why she looks so young for so long and meanwhile like he seems sees me come to work every day with like rainbow eyeshadow so he's telling this to me for a reason and I was like honestly fuck off I don't care about you and your wife that doesn't wear any makeup and I bet that she fucking does wear makeup dude and you're just unaware yeah and oblivious (laughs) let me live my life I don't wear makeup for you or anybody else yeah uh but we're gonna take a quick break here guys uh and we'll see you in a bit yes (laughs) Is it on? Good? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's recording. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about editing. We're we back. got it. Hi, guys. We are back from You Have Poop on Your Shirt. Oh my <laughs> God. That's a big one. <laughs> um, today Ooh. we are in Alina's room. Uh, we have the birds. So if you hear them chirping in the background, um, the flapping or pooping? Yeah, that's happening. Uh, we are doing, we're coming back for the part two of our um, Not All Men uh, episode. Uh, we've already discussed, we, I don't know some time has passed since we recorded yeah. the first part of this. Like at least a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Maybe even two weeks, actually. I'm not sure. But basically, um, yeah, we have some, we have some more stories on our Not All Men Um, I personally have been really looking into a lot of like the support or more of like men kind of standing up against men in terms of that. Um, But in terms of stories, Alina, do you have any stories? I don't even remember what we talked about. We haven't listened to it. Um, That's a good point. (laughs) Um, I don't know. 
recently I was like um, downtown with my girlfriend and we were skateboarding and there was like this guy on a longboard. He, we were just, you know, we were chilling. We were on our own side of like this flat area. Um, and he, I was taking photos of Bella and then he like came by and got like super close to her and um he did it once and she didn't say anything and then he like circled back around and did it again and she was like too close buddy (laughs) and I was like yes Bella and um yeah she got like really pissed off because he just like kept coming and then as soon as she said that he got so much more angry and then he started to like full-on try and talk to us like trying to heckle us he asked us if like what if one of our us was named Jamie or something like that and then his dream name is calling somebody (laughs) so it's just like he was like trying to act like he knew us or something and Bella like literally told him to fuck off eventually and he left and then we were trying to skate back to my car and we ran into him again and he was like he said something about like oh if it isn't like the skate bitches or something like that and yeah it's just one of those cases of like a guy kind of heckling you in public for literally no reason other than the fact that he just wants a rise out of you um like my first defense in those types of situations is to not say anything I will ignore them as long as I can unless they're like getting up in my personal bubble if they're just like yelling at me I won't even look at them because I think that any type of yelling back or calling them names or even telling them to fuck off like in my past experience has just um escalated the situation because they like the feedback whether it's negative or positive they want to get a rise out of you and it's really disgusting it's really fucking annoying and I understand why it would like make some people angry and I think of course there is a line where of course tell them to fuck off yeah but for me personally I my go-to is to ignore dudes in that situation because I think that's what pisses them off the most. Yeah. Didn't you have like another situation when you first started dating Bella? And like, I want to say you were at a friend's birthday or you're out for dinner and some guy like was just being really weird. He like bought you guys drinks or something. Yeah, um, it was it was my birthday actually. Oh, right. And so, no, I knew that's it was okay. a birthday. It was a birthday. It was my birthday. And we were sitting at the bar um, at this, at social and um Bella and I were pretty drunk like I was blacked out by this point I barely remember and I know that we were like making out at the bar and just like kissing on each other you know we weren't like being disgusting or ridiculous I don't think but because we are two hot feminine ladies um (laughs) all of the guys were being like really creepy and yeah this guy that was sitting um on one side of us he bought us a bottle of champagne because like he thought that we were hot and I was like cool free drinks but also gross and then um one of my friends dated that guy afterwards and I was like girl (laughs) and it didn't end well obviously because he was a piece of shit because what kind of guy 
is so gross that he just like sees two girls making out and he's like yeah let me buy him a bottle of champagne like that's fucking gross yeah and i didn't even really realize what had happened like at the time i was pretty drunk <laughs> and then my friends like told me about that and i was like ew gross yeah. i don't even remember the sh- like the champagne wasn't good or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also recently had um an experience and it's just kind of like it makes me, especially with, with the um, conversation that's going on right now, it really makes me recognize that it's so often. You know what I mean? Like Literally I, every time you go out. Yeah. and But, like, I don't really think about it because I'm almost used, used to, to it. it. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was, like, just, like, this one time, actually last week. So I recently got my hair done. It's finally pink, guys. It matches the photo now. Uh, that we have on our um, our feed, our whatever you want to call it, like photo. It <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter. Um, anyway, so now we're officially red and pink hair. Um, and basically, I was walking out, out, out from the salon and I was running a little bit late. I told my friend that I was going to pick her up at a like at the store and the store closed or something like that. So she was waiting outside for me because my hair was just taking a little bit longer than usual or they said, which is understandable. Like it just, that's literally every girl's hair salon. Also pink tax. What the fuck? Sorry. Side note, but like seriously, (laughs) like I spent too much on my goddamn hair and it's awful. Anyways, side note. Um, so yeah, I was leaving the hair salon and this was like downtown. I was walking back to my car and it was a solid like 10 minute walk away. And so I kind of like, it was cold, it was windy. So I had like my hands tucked underneath my armpits and I was like kind of fast walking. And then all of a sudden I hear somebody, like somebody talking behind me and I look behind and there's this guy biking. And um, he he's saying like, oh, I just wanted to let you know to watch out, I'm behind you. And I was like, okay, that's solid, <laughs> you know, like good. Um, and then, so I kept walking and he was on the bike and he, so he started biking at like the same pace that I was walking beside me. Um, and like that made me uncomfortable to begin with. Yeah. And then he thought it was a good time to start talking to me. Um, and he, so he started asking like, Oh, so like, where are you going? And I was like, Oh, to an appointment. <laughs> He's like, Oh, to a doctor's appointment. And I was like, Nope. To a hair appointment. Nope. Oh, like, then what appointment are you going to in such a rush? And I was thinking, like, I'm not going to tell him I'm going to go pick up my friend um, or anything like that. And he just, like, wasn't getting the hint. And he was just still biking slowly beside me. And it was just, he, like, like just, what are you meant to do in that yeah. situation? Because if you tell him to fuck off, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And so, like, he just biked beside me until... I got, now I'm forgetting if I got, it was a, to my car or it was to the salon that I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he like waited until I was like literally out of reach. And I remember you telling me that like the salon had to come oh, open right. the door. Yeah. So. so it was to the salon because um, when I was in front of the salon, like they had the lock, they locked their door outside. So I had to like call them for them to come open the door. Meanwhile, there's like this guy on a bike and he's just like seeing that I'm going to my hair appointment. Um, So, yeah, that was a bit of a confusing story because I was getting mixed up by myself. Um, But basically, I was walking from work to the hair salon and this happened in between. Um, What's so scary? Yeah. And all I wanted to like it was in midday. Like, like, you know, it wasn't I mean, 
this is again like it shouldn't I shouldn't be stating these things like I was wearing uh like I was wearing a sweater thick like thick baggy jeans like boots and I had a, a big thick trench coat on and I was walking and it was 3 30 2 30 in the afternoon so it's like why you know what more could I have done yeah in that sense and that shouldn't even be an ex like an explanation like that no. shouldn't be a part of the conversation but if for those people who want to like say like oh what you're wearing it's like fuck no it happens regardless no matter what yeah you know it doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter what you're wearing mm -hmm. as long as you like look feminine and you're walking down the street alone and i have walked downtown so many times and when i walk with dustin my boyfriend i don't get bothered yeah. once it's like he is a beacon of like, like a radar, like a, like all. All right, guys. So here's the thing. We, the end of the other one, like it was supposed to be another like 20 minutes, but we fucked up again or I fucked up again. I'm over it. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna say basically all in all, we mentioned, um, all the other kind of sexualities out there. We mentioned a few more, um, stories, but maybe we'll include them in a part two if we get, traction on this one i don't know um, if we feel so inclined yeah but um yeah as like a side note as like one of the ending things i talked about was just saying about like trans non-binary uh women that are also included in this and we see you we love you and we understand that you also experience some of these things um and you're not excluded from this even though i know that that is sometimes up for debate for other uh people who don't quite understand um but that's not true. You guys yeah. experience it too. And as women, it's not our job to educate men on why they are all shitty and complicit. Complicit? Yeah, complicit. Yeah. In all of this. Like, every single man is, and he needs to recognize that. Um, and it's not our job to educate them on that, but it is our job as women to look at where we have internalized misogyny and where um where those belief systems are inside of us yeah and deconstruct that yeah exactly break it down yeah and i mean this was just like that something that just came to my mind after you just finished talking about that was um how guys like i, I don't know if i mentioned this last one but one of my coworkers, you know how he was like some guys are afraid to go out into public and like date or whatever. Or date, yeah. And it's just like, okay, those guys are, that's annoying. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically if you go, if you approach a woman knowing that she's like this, yeah, I think I went over this. Let like be the guy who's just like, I understand that women go through a lot and act accordingly. Yeah. You know, don't be the guy who's just like, oh, I'm afraid and I'm going to tiptoe around her because they're just going to make it weird. They're just going to make it weird and awkward and tense. And the fact that you even believe that, like, if you are a man that believes that, oh, sir, you have some self-work to do. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Get me fired um, up. <laughs> but basically, let's just respect each other. Let's love each other. Um, and let's be more aware of our actions and how they can interact with other people and how following others, stalking others, regardless of how you feel about them and how you may have no ill intentions, you don't know their backstory. They lived so, 
like X amount of years beforehand, before the, that girl got her boobs, before she got those curves, before any of that, she has, and all those guys beforehand that have treated her that way, you know, recognize that because if she explodes on you, like it's just think of it like you were the last straw, mm. the last straw that it's never the first straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. That's a saying that I like to refer to. Thanks. Um, but I'm really happy that this is a conversation we're having. Um, and maybe, yeah, if you guys give us a thumbs up, keep the conversation going in the comments or leave us a voice message, we'd really appreciate it. Let us know you're out there listening. Yeah, we love voice messages. <laughs> yeah. And um, if we, if you guys like it, we maybe come back with a part two trying to encompass everything that we've deleted because we've deleted like at least so a much. solid hour. And then plus the stuff that we've talked about with each other when we're not recording. We've just been talking about this, but so much of it has not been recorded. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, I don't think like my, my whole stalking story was on here. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys want to hear about that, just <laughs> let me know. I'll, I'll come back. But I'm I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go eat some ice cream or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, guys, give us five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you're listening to this on. We love to hear from you. Yes. See you in the next one.